Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. This is episode number 93. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in today. If you are new here, thank you so much for finding the podcast no matter where that was. I would love to connect with you if you would like to follow me on Instagram or Facebook TikTok, Twitter, all the things, you can find me at My Naked Mindset. I am so excited that you are here today, and I really hope you love this episode. There is definitely an episode for everyone on my podcast. I like to do, you know, have experts or people who are very passionate about something that they do, and just sharing their story or experience. And you know, having a platform to, you know, destigmatize certain topics or just share someone's story um, and that, you know, something that we can all learn from. So if that sounds exciting to you, I would love for you to check out some of my other episodes. Like I said, I definitely have something for everyone, everything from intimacy, uh, relationships, dating, lifestyle, mental health. That's kind of what we are all about here. So again, thank you so much for being here. And I hope you guys love this episode. All right. I have a very special guest today. She is a love, sex, and money coach who works with women to experience the magic within their bodies and own who they are so they can live a life turned on and turned up. She guides women to balance their masculine and feminine energies to unlock their sexual power so that they can feel more pleasure, have better orgasms, and create intimacy in a a loving relationship of their dreams. Everyone, please welcome Steph Morris to the podcast. Hello, hello. So great to be here. Thank you so much. I love hearing that, my bio, because I'm like, yes, <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I love it. No, I did too. When I re- was reading, it, I was like, damn, this is like <laughs> my kind of woman, because these are all things that are so important. And I think I always say this, but not many people talk about it. And we need to talk about this shit more because this is important. So mm-hmm. I absolutely love what you're doing. And I cannot wait to hear more about all of how you got to where you are today and get into some of our topics today. So I would love to hear, I've been opening up with, what are you most excited about that's coming up in your life? Mm. Well, the number one thing I'm most excited about right now is my retreat that is coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm living in Costa Rica at the moment and I have a women's retreat. So that is like my sole focus right now is like think a little over two or three weeks until everybody arrives. So adventure is my word for the year and in every way. And this is like the perfect adventure to kick off the year with. So that is like thrilling me (laughs) right now. And I'm like... I just, I'm I'm counting down the days. I cannot wait. Oh my God. That is so exciting. Is the retreat kind of, you're like the the host of it and you're just kind of probably going to be teaching things and all that stuff. That's amazing. All of the things like pleasure, deep feminine embodiment. There's like full death and rebirth that is going to be happening. Um, Yes. I'll be guiding the whole thing. I have somebody, a good friend who's supporting me, but it's going to be a, it's called a wild and free retreat and it's, we're going to be getting wild and free in the jungle and the beach, like all of the things. 
Oh my god, that sounds so amazing. You'll have to let me know how it goes. That sounds so much fun. Love that. So I want to know how you kind of like got into this type of work and and what your journey looked like. Mm, it's always the insightful question that people want to know. So a little background for me is I if you told me five years ago I was going to be in doing this work, I would have not believed you whatsoever because I used to be very uh, closed off, disconnected, sexually repressed, no like I had no interest really in in sex <laughs> whatsoever. Like I had a very low libido and was very disconnected from myself and from my body. And like that whole conversation really scared me. I was not somebody who was open about self-pleasure or sex. There was a lot of shame there. So how I got to where I am today was really the thread of my relationship that guided me here. So a little backstory, I, you know, hyper-independent woman, I can do all of the things. I don't need anybody. I'm self-sufficient, blah, blah, blah. We all, you know, we all get it. Great. Um, led to a, a massive burnout, ended up in hospital, $12,000 hospital bill um, from having a seizure that turned out to be mm-hmm. severe burnout and the worst anxiety in my life afterwards. And that was about five or six years ago. And wildly enough, that was not the thing that really changed my path it was just a little blip where I was like okay I do need to change some things but I quickly fell back into the hustle and into just working and burning out because my whole what I know now is that my self-worth was tied to my productivity and I was really trying to prove myself to like prove those people wrong that didn't think I would amount to anything which I think a lot of women can relate to so Mm -hmm. I had experienced a lot of hustle and burnout And just, you know, having to spend an entire day in bed on the weekend because I was so burnt out. But I just, you know, on the hamster wheel, couldn't get off it until um, it was actually the beginning of 2020. So over three years ago, just about three years ago now that my relationship came to a bit of a standstill. So in the roommate phase, I used to work um, for my partner's business running events and basically doing everything and anything for his business. And we just lost our intimacy. We lost our spark. We'd been together for for years. And we just got to that point where it was like this, you know, the trajectory of where we're going, if we map out our relationship, this isn't like how it's supposed to be. You know, we can't just be working together. Roommates love each other deeply, but we're not here to be like friends. We wanted to progress our relationship and get married and have kids and all of that kind of thing. So it really, for me, was a wake up call to be like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, where am I? And I had to get to this point, which I did, of taking full personal responsibility for where I was and the part that I was playing in the relationship. And it was actually going on a retreat that gave me that time out and that space to really consider and think without work, without anybody that I knew. It was all new people for me to really go, this isn't the life I'm supposed to be living. I am meant for so much more. And coming back after that retreat, I just made a commitment to just radically change everything in my life and figure out who I was like that cliche saying of like, who am I? I went on this journey to discover who I, who I am. Like, that's exactly what happened. Like that was my intention at the beginning of 2020. And I grow very quickly. I, I am a very like rapid learner and I, I move quickly when I'm in alignment. And so literally within a few months, I, discovered about, well, actually very quickly discovered about masculine and feminine energies, discovered that I was in my masculine, 
discovered that I needed to be in my feminine. So went down that path, hired a coach who was in, she was a love, sex and relationship coach. And it just blew me away. Like it literally, I even have goosebumps talking about this. She opened up a door to come into this whole new world that I didn't know existed. And I have not been the same ever since. And within three months of working together, I had completely transformed as a person and immediately signed up to a coaching course as we hadn't even finished working together, got into that, started to get into feminine embodiment coaching, which was the entryway. And then I knew that I wanted to get into this because what I discovered and learned about had just completely changed how I felt about myself, changed how I showed up, changed my relationship. We went from having no sex to having more sex in a month than we had had in an entire year. Like it was literally wild. And I just knew I have to share this because it's powerful, it's incredible. And it's really simple, yet this is going to change people's worlds just like it did change mine. And that's how I got here from like, literally, I'm not the kind of person you would have ever thought would be into this work if you knew me five or 10 years ago. And yet here we are. So long story, that is <laughs> that is where we are and how I got to where, where we are today. Wow. Well, just just hearing your story, I mean, I can... I feel your passion. I can feel your energy. You have very, very high vibrations of energy, which I absolutely love. And it seems like you're just so passionate. And the fact that you went to a retreat and probably, you know, maybe you had some expectations, but like it blew your world up in like the best way. And I think sometimes those experiences can be so unbelievably powerful. And even just like, like I've had some people in my life that have like changed my world like you were saying about your coach and it's it's so amazing when someone can just like really open your eyes like a whole new like part of you that you never ever thought could exist and that's something that I think is it's kind of it's so hard to put into words like what that feeling is like because I've totally had that feeling and even through podcasting I feel like I'm a whole new person myself just like connecting with people and being able to hear these stories and being able to share it with whomever wants to listen and I think I think that's incredible and I absolutely love I I can't wait to hear more about the feminine and masculine energy because that's something that I've always been kind of intrigued about and I definitely want to dig into that more but kudos to you for finding your passion and like clearly you're killing it because you're just like I, I like I can literally feel the energy coming from you which is it's that's something that's so it's like indescribable in my opinion it's just it's such an amazing feeling so that's awesome that you're just you found what you want to do and and you're so like vibrant about it so Mm. I absolutely love that so exciting thank you Um, thank you so let's get into like the feminine and masculine like if you could just share like a few things about maybe what the masculine energy is and maybe like some examples and then like tell us about the feminine energy as well Mm, yeah love that so masculine and feminine energies has first of all has nothing to do with gender every human being regardless of their gender embodies feminine and masculine energies and as humans we are at our best in harmony when we're in balance with both so masculine energy is all around direction it is all around penetration moving forward it is that leader let's go 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 take action the discipline the structure part of which is 
so many women resonate with being all in of that. So we think about masculine is go and feminine is flow. So they really are opposing energies. The feminine is very fluid. The feminine is ever changing. It can be chaotic. It's our emotions, um, nurturing. The feminine is the feminine is just the feeling and the depth. So when we bring in depth and direction, the masculine and the feminine into everything we do, we find find a really powerful mix. And let's just use an example with goal setting. If we mm-hmm. are goal setting, focusing on only the direction and there's no depth, we end up feeling empty. Like I'm going to make 10K months and then you make 10K months, but there's no meaning and depth behind it. If you've been there, you know that it doesn't fill you up. It doesn't feel good because the feeling behind it, the depth of the why, the mission behind it is not in alignment. So the feminine mm-hmm. is we seen represented in mother nature evolving it's ever changing look at the ocean she's chaotic she's powerful she is you cannot predict her she's a force like literally a force of nature so that is the the feminine and the masculine are very different so the masculine is that structure um and if we use the example of a river the riverbed is the masculine it's the structural it's the container the river bed or the river bank is strong there's got to be structure. Otherwise, the river would just go everywhere. But the the water flowing down the stream, the river, who's powerful, who can suck you in, there can be currents. That's the feminine. So you can't predict. You can predict that river bank is going to be there. It's going to be good. You know the structure. But you can't predict how that river is going to flow down and what she's going to pick up in her trail and that kind of thing. So that's kind of a high level, high level summary of the the masculine and the feminine. Um, and the feminine is really about the feeling and emotions. So being connected with our intuition, being connected with our body, being connected with pleasure and love, that is very feminine. Whereas the masculine, for a lot of us, we get stuck in the hyper masculine of like doing and structure and like to-do list on to-do list with this container of that container and we forget about connecting with our intuition and connecting with our body and feeling that ease and pleasure and that's where we can be off balance so that's super high level we can get really deep into it and it is actually more complex than that but Mm. to summarize I think most people can relate and hopefully have that visual of the river Um, another example is if you were to step on say like if we're to push a pen into my hand and it was really painful. The awareness of pushing the pen, like I have the awareness that there's a pen pushing into my hand, that's masculine, but the feeling of the pain is the feminine. So that is that feminine um, feeling. So hopefully hopefully that makes sense and gives a little insight into the different energies. That is, no, that does. And that's so interesting. Now, how do you think it's, I mean, this might be a complex question, but how do you think if someone maybe might be off balance with their feminine and masculine, how can you best describe how to kind of balance out that energy? Mm-hmm. So first of all, it's really getting awareness around what energies are you operating in? Because mm-hmm. oftentimes we think we're operating in a certain energy. And so oftentimes women think that they're all in their masculine, but actually they could be in a the wounded masculine or they could actually be in the wounded feminine but they're putting it into the category of masculine so first of all doing different practices there are different meditations um in my work i guide people to heal the masculine first before healing the feminine because in order to feel safe for the feminine to come out the feminine is very vulnerable 
And for that to be able to come out, there needs to be a safe container. There needs to be the structure. So actually, if you're struggling to get into your feminine energy, you first have to look at your masculine. Are you in your healthy divine masculine? Are you in balance with your masculine energy? Or is there some healing that needs to be done there? And so really starting to evaluate and and just journaling to start, what's your relationship to the masculine? What's your relationship to the feminine? When you think of masculine energy, what do you think of? Do you think of the patriarchy? Do you think of like fuck men and they're all shit and that because that is giving you an indication around what you believe about the masculine same with feminine what do you believe about feminine energy a lot of people think feminine energy is weak think feminine is messy and lazy and unproductive so starting to journal of what do I believe to be true currently or what are my beliefs around masculine and feminine energy and what is my relationship to my own inner masculine what is my relationship to my own inner feminine Most people haven't considered that. Most people haven't really thought, hmm, I'm actually not using my my inner feminine in the way that I could be. So that would be a place to start. You have to have the awareness of where you are and what your relationship to those energies are. And then with practices, with there's different breath work you can do, there's different um, meditations and there's practical things that you can do as well. But with masculine, it's about rooting, grounding. So anything that's grounding, anything where you're visualizing tree energy, like strength, structure. If there is a, you know, if you're looking at, there's so many trees outside my window, they aren't going to blow over with a little bit of wind. Like they are rooted and strong and they've been there for, in some cases, hundreds of years. That is the masculine is like solid. Whereas the feminine is like moving. The feminine is fluid. So putting on a song and then asking yourself, how can I move? How does my body want to move? Let me just flow and find my own rhythm, not dancing to the song. Like we're not being in your feminine energy movement. It's not a choreography or, or like having to move to the beat. It's about finding that rhythm internally within you and seeing, wow, my body actually does know how it wants to move. And maybe it's like all over the place and it looks a little weird, but it feels really good. That is you embracing a feminine energy and really flowing with that. So it can be as simple as I'm going to do a grounding practice where I stand tall and embody a tree. And then I'm going to embody a swaying tree who I feel the roots down there, but I allow the top half of my body to flow and to feel and to respond to the wind or the music or whatever it is. Wow. This is so interesting. I, I gotta, I gotta look more into this and kind of do my own journaling. Cause this is, this is something I haven't tapped into. And I love learning about just new things about ourselves. I mean, I think I'm someone who's always loved just continuously learning new things. So this mm-hmm. is something that is very intriguing to me and I absolutely love meditation. So that's something that I do, I would say fairly often. And I'm trying to do, mm. I used to do it more, but I'm trying to be more um, really into it and journaling. I think journaling is such an important part of, you know, our lives. But I think a lot of people kind of overlook like, oh, like I don't want to write my feelings down or what Mm -hmm. have you. And it's something that I think people can really, really benefit. So I think just my listeners are going to be, yeah, so powerful. And I think my listeners are going to be super intrigued about um, the feminine and masculine. So thank you so much for giving us some insight on that. Um, so now let's get into some, some intimacy and, you know, relationship type of stuff. So 
you had said that you, you know, a couple of years back, like you would have never, you know, been comfortable to talk about, you know, intimacy and sex and stuff like that. Was there like a point, like from when you had that coaching sessions with your coach, was there like a certain point where you were like, oh my gosh, like, like, I really want to talk about this. Or I guess what was like that point Mm. in time where you like, were like, you know what, I think I'm going to kind of get more into like the intimacy part. Yeah. So for me, it was just having my the coach, my coach at the time, opening up the doorway to say, like, I literally can remember her saying, we used Boxer um, as in between support. I remember her saying to me, share with me. I think she gave me some some practices to do, like, you know, sleep naked and um, like dance and move around. I can't remember specifically, but I remember her saying, you know, if you want to share about an amazing orgasm that you have, like share about that. If you want to share about something that came up, share about that. And I remember thinking, wait, I could message her about an orgasm I had? Like, what? (laughs) And I just, it was just the permission slip of like, oh, okay, it's actually okay to talk about this. Like we get to talk about this and have fun and it doesn't mean anything. Then there's no shame that's required to be attached to it. So that was probably the moment where I was like, okay, we can talk about this. And then through the work that I did and started to do by myself, it was just the more comfortable I was with my body, the more shame that I worked through and healed, the more comfortable I became with my sexuality and who I was and how I felt and my orgasms, the more of a burning desire I had to talk about it. So oftentimes it's, there's this shadow self that develops and that's, there's a repressed or there's a lost part of ourselves. And for many of us, especially women, we have this shadow side around sexuality because we aren't taught about self-pleasure and orgasms and the clitoris and, you know, these things growing up, but we hear about boys and self-pleasure, like they're not specifically taught to embrace their sexuality in a way that they could be, but it's still normalized for them. Whereas it's like, no, girls don't talk about that. Like mechanical, this is how it works. So it makes us feel like there's something wrong or it's dirty. Or I remember like whispering like, oh, she she touches herself. But, you know, school whispers like that. And remember thinking, oh my God, I don't want to be that person that people talk about. Um, so yeah, that that's how we develop this shadow side to ourselves. And we're not going to talk about something. We're going to be repulsed and, you know, disgusted by other people owning themselves in that way. So it was really going on that journey for myself liberating all of those emotions and coming into myself as a woman who embraces her sexuality and has was tapped into my full power which I believe as a woman we can only tap into our fullest power when we have explored and liberated ourselves sexually because that's a huge part of it is a part of us as human beings so the more I did that the more I the more I became open to talk about it and it's funny to look back on the timeline of it was that was the summer that um, my my now husband, he has a, a son who he's now 17, but he was just, he was like 13, just about to turn 14. And he was um, about to move in with us full time. And I was doing this work like right at the time that he was moving in with us. And thank God, because at, like having sex conversations with him, just as he was at that point of like exploring and all of that was so fun to me but had he moved in a year before I wouldn't have been able to have those conversations so it was really cool for me to share like what I was learning not like personal things but like Mm. educate you know educational things for him to like teach him about women and women's pleasure and 
how he can be respectful in that way. So that opened me up to start to talk about it um, and like embody what I had learned and, and be able to share that with him. And that kind of spiraled of like, wow, this is very fun for me. <laughs> and I got to talk about this more. And from there, I just pretty much will open up the conversation with anybody of like, let's talk about sex because we can we can kind of start to destigmatize the conversation and me opening that conversation with other people the ripple effect of that is felt and people say to me like I felt the permission to then talk about my friend or my whoever with sex so it kind of ripples on from there it's really really cool and powerful well first of all I absolutely love your story that is so freaking cool and I love that and it is so empowering because it's like Maybe, you know, and I, and I think that th- this is a common, common thing for a lot of people is they think one thing they're scared to talk about, or maybe they're embarrassed or shame. Like that's kind of how we were brought up and, and, mm-hmm. you know, sex is shameful. Sex is, you know, we shouldn't have pleasure. We shouldn't, we shouldn't feel those types of feelings. And that's really like not good and dirty how you were saying and it's so true of, you know, men are not taught that. Like, if you hear a man masturbating, like, oh, it's no big deal. But then sometimes people are like, a woman masturbates too? Like, what? Like, that's crazy. But like, like you were saying, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I made this podcast is because I want to destigmatize all of these things and make it, like, open for people to talk about. And I love when you said, like, you felt so comfortable um, you know, talking with your, what is it, stepson? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you felt so comfortable talking with him about that. And I think that's beautiful because I think if we can teach any person about, you know, pleasure, about, you know, you know, um, the health of, you know, our bodies and STIs and contraceptions, all that stuff, pleasure, you know, I could go, I, there's like a yeah. long list, but yeah. I think all of these things are so, so important. And when, like you said, when you started to talk about it, you were like, oh my gosh. And then he probably felt like, you know what? I can go to Steph and be like, hey, listen, like, this is my question. Or I kind of ran into this situation. Like, what could mm-hmm. I do? And I think, and I think us women talking more about this is making it so much more accepted and not such like a quote-unquote taboo topic Mm -hmm. because guess what guys it's 2023 now and this shit should not be such a oh my gosh like cover your ears type of thing like I understand like back in the day I mean we have we have come a long way I think in society like if I would have if someone would have told me 10 years ago that I would be talking about intimacy and sex on a podcast for (laughs) whomever to listen to I would have been like ha 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 that's really funny but the more and more I mean I've always been very open with I think my whole entire sex life since I became a, a you know you know sex I don't even know what I'm trying to say ever since I've became you know a sexually liberated person slash I've the first time I had sex, I was kind of just like, hey, this is what I do. And like, mm-hmm. oh, well, what do you do? And what do you like? And and honestly, just like getting ideas from people, I think can be so, so helpful because, or like awkward or bad situations. Cause then you're like, has this ever happened to you? And you can kind of help people through it. Cause sometimes yeah. I think with these topics, it's like, you're so nervous or yeah. some folks are so nervous to even open that door of like, 
hey, this happened to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was really embarrassing for me. But and then so you talk, tell someone and they're like, oh, I've been through that same exact thing. Yeah. So it makes you feel not so alone. And I yeah. think that is so unbelievably powerful. And I could go off on like a huge tangent yeah. on this. But I think I just think us okay. women just owning our sexuality, owning our pleasure is is such a powerful thing that I think really and I and some of my friends, you know, are not very, you know, sex positive or open about talking about these types of topics. And I'll always kind of like I'll always just like say stuff to them because I'm like, you know what? Like, what are they going to say? They're going to be like, oh my God, Janae, like stop talking about that. But I think slowly my friends that are not so open about it feel comfortable talking Mm -hmm. about it, even though they might not all the time. And I think if you can own that and just like feel comfortable, because let's be honest, everyone on this whole entire planet is here because two people had sex. Exactly. (laughs) Like I say that all the time, but it's, it's so true. And I think if we can really just own that and feel comfortable and accepted for having pleasure, I think that's a beautiful thing. Cause I think us learning more about our bodies and just being able to explore what feels good to us is such a powerful thing. It is the most powerful thing. Sexually liberated women are like changing the world. And it, that's that's really scary for people, really scary for the women who are sexually repressed and have been their whole life and haven't had that openness to explore that and talk about it. And it's also scary for the masculine, for not the, not the healthy divine masculine, for the wounded masculine, which we see a lot in, you know, governments and society yeah. and, and that kind of thing. A very sexually liberated, powerful woman who has released all of her shame and is like, you can no longer put me in a box and tell me what to do. Like that's, that is a threat. Um, so it's just wild though, because every single person on this planet will have, well, maybe not everybody, but the majority will have be having or have at some point sex in their life. Like it's a basic need of human is that deep mm-hmm. connection and that pleasure and that's where our aliveness and our most powerful life force energy comes from so it's crazy that we talk about the food that we're eating people will talk about their bowel movements but they won't mm-hmm. talk about sex like we don't need to go into you know sometimes there are certain times where you don't need every single detail I mean I love all the details but not everybody needs to go into like everything but to not even be talking about like sex at all it's just wild wild to me (laughs) and hopefully (laughs) that is starting to change and I'm happy to be part of this like community and this industry of people who are changing it and who are making it really acceptable and for me it's like my thing I'm like if I can come this far it's like mind-blowing to me to see what is possible for other people yes absolutely and it's and I think when you look back on your journey it's like wow like all the things I've learned about myself and you can bring it into so this is what I love about it too is you bring it into so many different parts of your life like I bring it to myself like my own self-pleasure I bring it into my relationship with my fiance like I can bring it into you know my family my friend like there's just so many different parts of it that I can really utilize and be able to say hey you know what something at work happened I can use my my masculine energy and be like hey you know what like 
this is not working for me and I am going to use this power that I have over myself and share what I need. Because I think if you know your needs, wants, and desires, I mean, that's a beautiful thing. And even if yeah. you're, if you're, if you're going through that journey of maybe you don't really know what you want, I think really exploring and, and figuring that out and really getting to the root of it and maybe mm. even getting to the root of like, why don't I have that? And like asking yourself these really, really deep questions and figuring out exactly what you desire. I think that's, yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing. Mm. And if you don't know what you want, you need to go first to who am I? Because if you don't know what you want, the chances are you don't really know who you are. And you want to know a really quick way to get to know yourself very deeply and peeling back all of those layers and identities that really aren't you is to explore yourself sexually and to go there because there is so much shame associated and so much disconnection cutting us off from who I believe we can authentically become and who we're really meant to be. And so, yeah, when somebody doesn't know what they want, I'm like, do you know who you are? Do you really know who you are beneath your name and beneath your roles and beneath the identities that you have adopted of the shy one or the good girl or the mother or whatever it is that you've taken on? Like, who are you beneath that? Start there before um, going into then when you know who you are, it's easier to figure out what it is that you want. I think that's beautiful. That is such a good tip. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so, you know, with intimacy, I know some folks, you know, I know we're going to get into like the whole roommate with your partner situation. Do you by chance have like a top tip you could share with the listeners about how to spice it up with your partner? Mm. So in order to spice it up with your partner, you need to have well, there needs to be intimacy, but it starts with emotional intimacy first. So focusing on the emotional connection before you move into essential intimacy, before going into sexual intimacy. So if you're feeling like the need to spice it up, get really vulnerable with each other in a non-sexual way first, and you're, you will open up each other to explore new things and new ways and new positions and be open to exploring new things to spice it up when you have that deeper sense of emotional connection because the actual sexual intimacy is kind of like the final piece of it. Like that's, it's juicy, it's amazing, of course, but there's a lot, especially for women, a very deep emotional connection is required. And then moving into that sensuality of like touch and before you move into actual sexual intimacy so that is my tip is to connect um on an emotional level and that can be as simple as asking each other i have like reels and tiktoks and blog posts on like how to questions to ask your partner and this is something that completely changed my relationship with my partner that we do regularly is we we call we create a ceremony so ceremony is not probably in the way that you think it is but we'll plan a date night or a day afternoon light candles or one of us takes turns, light candles, you know, make it a vibe, make it a mood. We'll do some breathing, some breath work together, super powerful. Some eye gazing, very vulnerable, um, where you're just staring into each other's eyes for five minutes. And then we'll have questions that we ask each other. For instance, what is your biggest fear? What is your biggest desire? Um, 
what is the thing that you love the most about me? I literally have hundreds of these questions, but when you sit in that intimate space with each other where there's no phones, there's no laughing, there's no distractions, and you're just asking each other, like, what do you desire for your life? And what is your biggest fear? The first time him and I did this, I just cried and I was like, whoa, I don't know where that came from. And it completely shifted our relationship. And from there, the sex life went to a whole new place and continues to go to new places um, as we evolve and grow and get more intimate with each other. So that would be my my very easy tip for people. I mean, easy in the steps, but not easy in the way there'll be resistance because it is scary and it is vulnerable and revealing. Okay, well, first of all, I love that. I need to look up that list because I, I love asking things. And I think you know, you ask yourself those questions, but then you're like, oh my gosh, what is my partner's answers to these questions? And then, like you said, you create that emotional intimacy. And that is, that's something that I think is, I mean, some people can have, you know, like the chemistry and whatever, just like the the surface level bullshit talks, but it's like, no, I want to know more. I want to know like your deepest, darkest, like internal things that you have never talked about. So I would, yeah. so I, what is, what is, um, What's your website just really quickly so someone can come go and find That's, that? It's staffmorris.co. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And I'll definitely link it in the bio, yeah. but I need to is- update with the full I need to put the full list of questions on there. I'll, I'll do that right after this so that you have an easy place to go for all of uh, all of those questions because yeah, save that and you come back to them. You don't have to go all like <laughs> all of them in one go. Just do like three mm-hmm. or four each time. Um and yeah, it's very powerful, very, very powerful. I love that. So you so how often do you have those ceremonies? Is it like once a month or depends. Depends on life, depends on what mm-hmm. what like season that we're both in. So we were doing it, we went through a phase of doing it weekly at first. Um, <laughs> but then monthly. Now last one we did was on New Year's Eve. We did a little ceremony which was super fun to kind of end the year so it's really just like what do you have time for like we when we were going from that which I know we're about to get into but like the roommate phase to really reconnecting on every level it it was a priority for us because we had to kind of rekindle and basically see like where is the relationship going like are we gonna get this to a place where we both feel really good about this sexually um and intimately where it once was or can we get it to be even better where it once was, which we did because I am a very different person now than I used to be. Um, So in that stage, we were like, let's make a commitment weekly. Let's schedule Wednesday afternoon. It was in the calendar. We were like, doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have sex every time or like get sexual probably will most times, most times you do, but it's really a place to like connect and be emotional connection and have that sensual connection. So maybe just like, being present and chatting and playing music and hanging out and laughing and maybe giving each other a like arm massage or a hand massage or something. And then like, no pressure, see where it goes from there. Oftentimes when you connect on such a deep level, it does lead into, you know, connecting more deeply and getting a real intimate, but it doesn't have to. Right. Right. No, I love that. And really setting, setting the time. And I know, Everyone says, oh, well, time, we don't have time. But guess what? If you have time to sit there on your phone, scroll, if you have time to watch a show, I mean, think about it. We all, I've heard, I heard this quote somewhere and it was like, we all have 24 hours. What we do with that 24 hours is your choice. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, think about how many 
hours a day we spend on our phone. It's it it disgusts me how much <laughs> yeah. time I'm on my phone. If I'm being completely honest, <laughs> it disgusts me sometimes. And I'm like, Janae, just put the phone down and just present in the moment. And usually when I'm, you know, out with my girlfriends and stuff like that, like I'm the type of person where I will have my phone in my purse during dinner. Like if I'm out to dinner, yeah. whatever, I do not want to even see someone's phone on the table. Yeah. I'm like, get that shit away from me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see it. I don't want you to like glance at it every single time it like lights up. Like it's yeah. just too much. So I think really setting the time, but also just being really in the moment, put your phones away. I love like, did you say you like candles? Is that what you mm-hmm. said? Yeah. See, yeah. that's because like you said, you're setting the vibe, you're setting the mood to just like yeah. be present in the moment, which I yeah. absolutely love. And even like, I always, I thought about this when you were talking about like, even like journaling together, like taking five minutes, yeah. doing a meditation together, doing breath work. I think that can really just deepen the connection and really kind of put you in like a really calm and present mm-hmm. mood. Yeah. Because I think with the everyday, just like life, it's just like, go, go, go. You're always an autopilot for the most part. And then sometimes you're like, you know what? We need to switch up our routine. And I find this actually, especially going into this new year of just like, you know what? I'm kind of in like a weird lull right now. And I need to switch a few things up and just kind of get out of that like autopilot, like just straight Mm -hmm. focused to work and whatever else is going on. But I think sometimes it's really hard to get out of your daily routines and try new things. Um, So I think that kind of beautifully Mm. wraps up into our topic of, um, you know, when you fall into, you know, a roommate situation with your partner, which I think so many people can relate to. And I've definitely been through this um, with my partner. And and sometimes it's something that you don't even notice until you're Mm -hmm. kind of like, holy shit, like, have we even really connected? Like, we're just like making dinner and then sitting on the couch and you're working and I'm working and blah, blah, blah. It's like, sometimes you have to stop and think like, when was the last time we like had a date? Or when is the last time we had sex? Like really intimate, crazy, or, you know, passionate, whatever the case may be. And I think, I think a lot of people can relate to this in some sort of realm of, you know what, I think, I think we are kind of being in the roommate phase. So I'd love to hear some of your story um, and just like kind of where you guys were at. And when you kind of had the realization of, holy cow, Mm -hmm. like, what are we going to do? Yeah. So I think, I don't even know how long we're in the roommate phase. It's like, it could have been a year. It could have been longer. I actually don't even know because yeah, you're going through the motions you just in your own thing. There's so many external demands on us, especially as women. We're like trying to be everything and do everything and play that role to support so many people and put everybody else first that sometimes we can kind of forget. And in those moments, it's like there's probably when you have a lot on and when you're when there is an element of stress as well, sex mm-hmm. and self-pleasure come last. So if you're not meeting your own needs and like tending to yourself first, it's the partner and sex, sexual intimacy with the partner also starts to fall off if definitely if there's any element of stress like that goes out the window so for for me and my partner it yeah I don't even know how long it was it was it was again going on the way on this retreat and coming back that was the catalyst to review everything had I not taken time away and now retreats is why I'm hosting my own retreats and especially doing one in January like this month is because taking time away outside of your normal environment where there aren't, you're not going to be on your phone for eight hours a day and you're with people that are outside of your bubble. We live in bubbles. 
when you are with other people, you start to get different perspectives and you start to have time to think and you start to evaluate and you start to question. And that was really for me, having time away from my partner, which I think is extremely, extremely healthy in a relationship to have space from each other and go on solo trips or trips with friends or retreats. Um, that was what was the catalyst for every every area of my life changing. And that's where we started to have, it was really the, the 2019 2020 like beginning of 2020 for us that which I think obviously that whole year was just wild in so many ways but that's where we realized "Mm," it was you know our intimacy was just becoming more mechanical to check a box like it wasn't really it there was no depth to it there was no like deep intimacy um and I had to take that lead so Here's something that we have to realize when it comes to masculine and feminine energies, and especially as women, oftentimes we really want our partner to leave. We want him to be in his masculine and to take that lead. However, when it comes to things like this, emotions, feelings, intimacy, sexuality, um, and these sorts of areas, oftentimes we do have to lead. We do have to go first and we have to take personal responsibility and go, I'm going to go first. And let's see with time, he's either going to step up to the plate and be like, wow, this is so cool. I'm inspired. Or he's going to be like threatened. No, I don't want to grow. I'm happy where I am. And you're going to realize maybe not aligned. So that is oftentimes required. Um, Not always. There's some anomalies, of course, like dependent on the person, but oftentimes the woman has to go first in this. So that was what it was for me is going on that journey of my own sexuality and I was just chatting with my husband today and I said to him, I was like, you know, I have, I have kind of fallen out of my regular self-pleasure practice recently. And I said to him, the more I self-pleasure, the more that I give that to myself, the more turned on I turned on I am by life. And I was like, the more times I want to have sex with you. I literally said to him, I was like, you know, those times where I'm like wanting to go four times a day is when I'm self-pleasuring regularly because I have that connection with myself and I'm turning on that sexual energy and containing it within me. Because when we're having sex with another person, there's that exchange and that entangling of energy. When we're in a process with ourselves, it's so powerful and it's so liberating. And I'm not saying it's more powerful, it's just different. I think both are necessary. So that literally was the conversation I was having with today. I was like, I have to get back into my flow because I feel at my best and most alive when I am like exploring with myself. And it's a form of self-love to fill ourselves up and to activate that sexual energy um so if that can't even remember what your question was but hopefully that answers and kind of has taken us somewhere but it's not a constant thing like I'm always having to remind myself to not fall into old patterns and like hey Mm -hmm. I you know we've been traveling around Costa Rica we've kind of moved here now um I've been out of my routines so I've been finding new routines but that is just one piece that you know when you travel and you're in a different space and I'm in a my office has glass windows everywhere I have to kind of figure out a new way of like how can I find a place that feels really safe and comfortable for me to get back into the practices that make me feel the most alive and serve me the best in a relationship and last last thread on that is I think a lot of people think that self-pleasure means that they're not getting something in a relationship that is a narrative that's out there that men are either threatened by a woman self-pleasuring or women think, well, if you're self-pleasuring or you have toys or dildos or vibrators, it means that you're not being sexually satisfied. And it's just not the case. And in fact, the more you give that to yourself and explore with yourself, the better the sex is going to become with another person because you know what you like. You know 
what feels good you know what you know toys you like you've liberated so much sexual shame which comes from that intentional practice and that takes the sex with another person or your partner to a whole new level wow I love that so much and it's so true like I think there is so much shame around you know us women you know giving ourselves pleasure and I think I I do think that it's something that I think a lot of people are slowly recognizing like, oh, it, it is okay if I self-pleasure and it is okay if I have, I don't know, 25 toys in my, my side drawer, like that's okay. And that's normal. And it, I think it's, I mean, I, I talk about this stuff all the time. Like I love to have like little sex toy parties because I want my friends to feel what I have felt over the last couple of years with my whole journey of really finding myself and finding what I really enjoy. Because I think, like you said, when, when you figure out, okay, I like to, you know, I like to have my G spot stimulated or, you know, whatever the case may be of what you find that you like, you can then use that in your, you know, partnered sexual experience which I think is so powerful and that can just make your orgasms 10 times better and 10 times more intense it's something that I think a lot of people they just think oh well I need to please my man or you know whatever the case may be and it's like no you deserve pleasure just as much as your partner does and it shouldn't just be like a one-way street I think both people should be receiving pleasure and if the, if a if your male partner is you know masturbating, he obviously knows what he enjoys and likes and desires, and I think you know you should feel that same exact empowerment and and really figuring out what works best for you because, like yeah. I said, then you can use that in in your partnered experience. Yeah, and I exactly. think it's just I think it's so much fun when you find out something new about yourself. You're like, oh shit, I've never tried that, and then you like. You're like, holy cow, now I'm going to orgasm every single time I do this. It's so empowering. And it's such a, it's just, it's incredible feeling to find some new things about yourself. It is. And it's very scary and vulnerable. Like even for me, for myself, like where I'm at in my journey, I still feel more comfortable exploring new things by myself and then bringing them in with my partner. Like we, like, here's an example, butt plugs tried it by myself was like this is awesome let's let's weave it in together but I wouldn't have felt comfortable because it's like you don't know what's going to happen you don't know what the experience is going to be you want to you know you can there's different ones for like exploring your cervix super powerful Mm -hmm. super incredible I wouldn't bring that in to like explore with my husband if I hadn't like use that in my own practice and what happens with women is they don't explore themselves they don't know themselves sexually or what they like they struggle to orgasm or they don't even know where their g-spot is so what do you think they do in sex they don't speak up and what does that do it just it reinforces their lack of a voice and them not um sharing about their needs and them being sexually repressed because if you can't do it in private there is zero percent chance you're going to be able to speak up in that yeah. environment unless your partner is really like really like tell me tell me tell me tell me and like really encouraging which some some partners are like that but not not a lot of them have that kind of knowledge and education to really support a woman in that so that's exactly a, a lot of the women that I work with um don't know where their g-spot is or have never orgasmed or haven't orgasmed with a partner and 
really coming into that pleasure practice with themselves and really going deep and releasing because it's a lot of um there's a lot of trauma and trapped emotions inside our vagina that causes pain and causes numbness and causes disconnection that's why a lot of women don't enjoy sex because there's so much tension trapped in there well it's not really appropriate to go into a, a de-armoring practice with a partner if you're not doing that with yourself by yourself first because it's very scary and and vulnerable and emotional in some cases so basically self-pleasure yes we love it and it's not just about pleasure it's about actually healing as well healing a lot of trauma and healing trapped emotions for yourself and generationally as well ancestral trauma that is passed down it's like we're healing for all of them and we get to be the ones that our mums and grandparents could never you know didn't have a voice didn't get to own their pleasure so it's just really powerful really really powerful to to be able to be in this space that is so beautifully said I I couldn't have said it better myself and I think I love when you said, you know, I try something new with myself first and then, you know, see how I like it. And maybe you need to adjust a few things and figure out exactly. Because then, like you said, then you can kind of bring it to to your relationship and then you can kind of play. And it it's probably exciting for them because they're like, oh, I've never done this before. And like you kind of get to teach them something new about yourself. So I, I think that's that's genius. Yeah um now I I personally love doing like the when you were talking about your ceremony I personally love to do like little check-ins um with my partner um and really something I think that's helped me tremendously is kind of like laying out your week and and kind of telling your partner or asking them you know you know Thursday I'm really really busy like where can I support you and and them kind of receiving that like oh okay babe I need to make dinner Thursday night. Fair, you're recording your podcast. You know, I'm going to help you. You know, can you please help me on Friday? I'm going out with the boys. Like, can you take care of blah, blah, blah. And I think really being able to share your needs and want, you know, your needs for the week Mm -hmm. and what you need support in can be so beneficial. Because sometimes I think us as women, we take, like you were saying earlier, we take it all on ourselves. And then we're like, we're like up to our knees and we're like, oh my gosh, I have so many things to do. How am I going to get this all done? And I know that this is something that's really hard for me personally. I hate to ask for any help unless I really, really, really need it. And it's something that I'm working on and I'm really trying to get better at. And so sometimes when I ask my fiance something, I'm like, Janae, like, that's all you have to do is ask, like kindly say, Hey, can you please help me with this? Or can you please do this? Can you take the trash out? Can you please, you know, help me out with dinner tonight. I'm just feeling really overwhelmed. and I just need a second to breathe after my long day of work. Just really being able to share your support with your partner and something that will help you out for the rest of the week, I think is, is a great way to really relieve some of that stress and tension. Mm, Yeah. And that's powerful because it deepens that connection. And it means that when you're communicating your needs, you can have your needs met and you're not resenting your partner. If you have resentment towards your partner, you do not want to have sex with that person because all you can think about is how they didn't, they didn't read your mind and do the thing that you, you wish they would have made you dinner as a surprise, but you can't expect them. It's not always sunshine and rainbows. Like we have to train our partners and our partners have to train us just like we would train dogs how they want to respond. We're animals. Like we have, we are animals. Like we have to be trained and 
that's something that I'm big with my my partner on is telling him like you have to communicate and ask for help because I sometimes I know that you're trying to hint for something but I don't feel like doing it but if you ask me outright I'm not going to say no but I'm not going to just do like (laughs) be kind and just do it for you like sometimes I will but you know we get in our own world but if somebody's being vulnerable and saying hey I need help it's like yeah, I'll do that thing for you. But if you can't find the courage to speak your needs and desires, then they're not going to be met. And it's Mm -hmm. so necessary. And it just takes takes that relationship to the next level when you're openly Mm -hmm. communicating and you can share how you're feeling. These are all elements that contribute to your sexual intimacy and your sexual attraction to each other is the communication. If you don't trust each other, if you are still annoyed that he didn't take the trash out from a week ago, the sexual mm-hmm. intimacy is going to be is going to be struggling 100% and i love that because i think a lot of people in this world they'll be like oh well i really wanted him to do this and like you were saying you're resentful you're pissed off and and you're bringing that bad energy and they're not, and they have no idea yeah. but if you would have just said you know hey can you please just take that trash out like then then he knows he's not trying to read your mind you're not being resentful and upset and like you said it's just going to build your connection so much stronger so I absolutely love that um now do you think it's do you find that a lot of women that you work with have been in the roommate situation with their partner do you think that this is like a common factor in a lot of relationships I think it's very common in relationships that are like a certain length of time like if you've been with your partner for like five plus years um and dependent on other things like there are some people who haven't experienced that because there's like limited stress and exposure to other people and you know those sorts of things which contribute Mm -hmm. like ex-partners kids um high pressure jobs businesses these are all things that are extremely stressful for humans and the more of those that are in a life i think the easier it is for people to fall into that roommate phase because you're in that state of almost survival so it is very 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 common to experience the roommate phase at some point i don't think that you have to um but if you do it doesn't mean anything which is what what i wish i knew um like three, four years ago, I guess about four or five years ago now when, when we were experiencing it, because it was so isolating for me. Like I couldn't talk about it with anyone. So I was like, if I share this with somebody, they're going to tell me that the relationship is over, that it's just not working. Like, and then what am I going to do? I'm not, I'm not ready for that because people don't share openly like, oh yeah, we're in the, and I think some people don't have the terminology, the roommate phase, AKA you're just going through the motions, you're living together, you love each other, but there's the kind of like the spark, the attraction, the sexual intimacy has kind of dwindled and you both don't really feel that like pull for each other and you're not like wanting to jump their bones, which you don't always have to be um, wanting that. But yeah, it is very, it is very, very common. And the thing to know is you can get it back um, if you both desire to and you can kind of ensure like, okay, what are we going to put in place to ensure this doesn't happen again? But if it does, we have the tools to bring it back and it doesn't mean that it's over. I love that because I think you're right. And it, it can be almost like, oh my gosh, like, is this going to work out? And and you kind of get in your head. I mean, I've definitely yeah. been there and I think it's, I think it's important to really reflect and, and recognize, okay, I think we're might we might be in this roommate phase and, you know, maybe that spark is a little dwindled and, 
really, really, and I think that that's another thing of checking in with yourself, not only your partner, but checking in with yourself. I always try to do this. Like I would say every couple of weeks, like Janae, how have you been feeling? And I think journaling can really, mm-hmm. you can kind of look back and that's a beautiful thing about journaling is you can look yeah. back and see how you've yeah. been feeling. Yeah. Um, and just really focusing in on, you know what, what, what have I been feeling good about? What have I, you know, what could I be doing better? And then really being able to self-evaluate ourselves and be like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. This is my game plan. And then also, of course, you know, sharing that with your partner um, and kind of doing the same thing with your partner, because I think once we recognize stuff like that, because I think I think a lot of people, I mean, some of my girlfriends have have said to me, you know, I feel like we're in the roommate phase, but they notice it so far later because you're so tunnel vision yep. with the daily routine and and stuff like that. So I think really being able to recognize it and and kind of I love when you said like setting up things so it doesn't happen again. And I think we will learn that from our our emotional intimacy and mm-hmm. just really learning more about each other. So that is that is I think a beautiful tip. Um any last thoughts before we get into our game? Yeah. The last thing I would say is make notes from this podcast and you have you have a pretty great place to start with this and I actually just shared um, an article on this uh, this week about New Year's five New Year's resolutions or it doesn't have to be New Year's whatever five resolutions to make with your partner to thrive in 2023 mm-hmm. and it's things like scheduling in quarterly relationship check-ins it's things like creating mm-hmm. a bucket list for the year of new things that you're gonna do together like where do you want to travel what movies do you want to watch together what new restaurants do you want to go to are there any staycations that you can plan ahead because again we go through the motions a year goes by and you haven't planned those things in like planning planning and structure is sexy and necessary when it comes like we're not all horny teenagers who are like spontaneous there's, you know, we have life and, and businesses and work and all of these sorts of things. So I would focus on those things, um, schedule them out of like, let's have a sit down visioning of what do we want this year to be? Should we check in every three months, every six months? Mm-hmm. Like, what do we agree to? Um, what new things can we try together? Because you think back to the honeymoon phase, it's fun, mm-hmm. it's spontaneous, it's new. You're getting to know each other. How can you bring that in by trying new things, by doing these practices that we've talked about by continuing to get to know each other because you don't know your partner as well as you think you do unless you are doing these kind of practices and this kind of work and inquiry with each other so committing to like let's commit to trying three new sex positions this year or let's commit to whatever it is we don't have to decide what they're going to be but let's just say Mm -hmm. we're going to try new things or whatever having that structure and mapping out ahead of time just like we map out our goals for the year um our plans for the year and that kind of thing don't forget about the relationship because it does it does require you putting the same amount of energy into that area of life as you do other areas of life to really allow it to continue to thrive and go to that next level because if we really have the ability to allow our relationships to continue to grow and evolve and just become even more amazing as the years go by nailed it that was so beautifully said and I you just gave me an idea I want to make a sex bucket list because I start I love doing like I don't know like when we went to Aruba for vacation we had sex on the um the patio and I was like this is really fun (laughs) and we've done like other cute little things like that but I think 
making a sex bucket list together because we could do things that he wants to do and then things that I want to do and then you know maybe some some things that they we want to do together but I think that could be such a good idea so you just gave me some I love it I love it (laughs) I want to hear what's on this bucket list you have to report okay I'll definitely definitely share some things when I do it because that sounds (laughs) so much fun I love that are you ready for our game I'm ready all right so this is just called this or that just to get to know our guests a little more so the first one is are you an early riser or night owl Oh, early riser through and through, especially here in Costa Rica, the sun sets at 5.30. So now, and it rises at 5.30. I am up at the crack of, I love to be up for the sunrise. Like you can't convince me otherwise, nine o'clock bedtime. I love it. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Do you prefer dine in or take out? Oh, I love a good, I love a bougie dinner day. Absolutely love <laughs> a bougie dinner day. Yes. Love, love that. Uh, pizza or pasta? Both. Both. <laughs> I love that. Let's, let's say it, um, if, if it has mushrooms on it, I'm having it. Like it has to be a mushroom pasta, like a creamy mushroom pasta. And it has to be like a mushroom kind of pizza. And I want both. If it's like some boring, like, something else not interested (laughs) that's so funny I love it would you rather have the ability to talk to animals or the ability to control weather um I do have the ability to talk to animals (laughs) (laughs) I chat to my dogs behind me somewhere we chat all the time I would say I have the ability to talk to animals so I'd go with that one like okay if they could actually communicate through words 100%, 100%, like, give me those words every day. I'm like, what are you saying? I can feel your communication, but like, what words would you use? So that one, because I'm I'm obsessed with animals. (laughs) Oh my gosh, my dog is my everything. She is my absolute world. I just, I can't even. Me too. My dog is my soulmate. I call her my soulmate dog. Yes, I call her my best friend, like probably (laughs) 10 times a day. She's just like staring at me. So you totally get this. I, I love, love it. So yes, I'm like full obsessed with my animals. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, would you rather wear ball gowns every day for the rest of your life or wear swimwear every single day for swimwear, the rest of your life? Because that's pretty much what I'm doing every day right now anyway. <laughs> that's a luxury. Absolutely. As long love. as we have the sunshine, swimwear every day. Love. That's beautiful. Um, do you prefer online shopping or in-person shopping? Mm, I think I prefer in-person I never really online shop yeah in-person gotta gotta feel it gotta try it on like how does it make me feel wearing it do I feel like a queen yes then I'm buying it if I don't feel like a queen I'm not buying it I freaking love that for you that's amazing (laughs) I'm the same way like when I buy something online and I get it and it's like not what I thought it was going to be then I'm just disappointed I'm like why the hell did I even buy this yeah should I just went in the store (laughs) Um, would you rather give up all technology or give up TV, movies, and books? Give up TV, movies, and books? I would, um, well, what technology is there without TVs, movies, and books? I'd give up TVs, movies, and books because I could still read books on my on my phone or on my laptop. Oh, that's a good we get point. A little cheating here. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's clever. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, would you rather have eyes that film everything or ears that record everything? 
mm, eyes that film everything I think yeah nice would you rather live in the playboy mansion or live in a strip club Sure. Sure. I think I'd rather live in the, the Playboy Mansion because at least, you know, it's bougie. There's a swimming pool. It's like luxury. Yeah. yeah. I'd go with that. Although yeah. I do love do love a stripper pole. Mm, I know. That is very true. They're fun. <laughs> Probably build up that strength a lot if I <laughs> if I live there. Which is yeah. They got skills. That shit is hard. Oh my gosh. So some of my girlfriends have them in their house because it's literally something that they like do for themselves sexually they're like sex coaches and they literally just like dance on it they put some sexy music on they put lingerie on and they'll literally just like dance and have like a nice workout but it's something that they do for themselves and I'm like that's genius I love Love that yeah so really fun I know right (laughs) the next one is would you rather have sex toys only or oral sex only Mm. That is a very tough question. I actually think I'd say sex toys only. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you rather live without music or live without movies? Without movies. You cannot live without music. Yes. Love, love. Uh, would you rather explore space or explore the sea? Oh, the ocean to me is like, I love scuba diving. It feels mm-hmm. like space to me. Like I am mm-hmm. in... Or when I'm scuba diving, I'm like, this is freaking magical. So I'm obsessed with the water. I'm like full. I'm a Pisces. I'm a water baby. Like, I love it. Let me live down there if I can. I would. Yes. I am also, (laughs) I'm a cancer. So I'm also a water sign. So Uh, I feel you. I I feel you on that. That's so funny. Well, I think I already know the next answer. Um, Would you rather live by the ocean or live in a cabin in the woods? ocean yeah ocean although I kind of live right now I'm like in the jungle close to the ocean so it's like we kind of have a little bit of both here but for if if we're talking like wood cabin yeah ocean 100 percent through and through would you rather receive flowers and plants or chocolate flowers and plants love and then the last one is sunrise or sunset both both okay I love sunrise absolutely love sunrise yet there is something so magical about sunset like I think it is it is more magical because of the colors and just to Mm -hmm. kind of wrap up the day in that ceremonial magical way is just nothing like there's nothing like it I love it I love it too it's so beautiful I love those Uh, questions good I'm so glad I try to like I try to get some like weird deep ones and then just like some random ones because it's it's just fun um let everyone know where they can connect with you so everywhere I am everywhere (laughs) I am everywhere but stephmorris.co is my website you'll find me on instagram I am stephmorris I'm on instagram I'm on tiktok I'm on youtube I have I'm on medium like this year we were going everywhere so connect with me on instagram and you'll be able to find me um across everywhere and if you're into this kind of conversation then you're going to want to be on my tiktok and my youtube because that's where there's a lot of educational um content and yeah my my personality definitely comes out on those so super excited yeah come at me send me a dm let's have this conversation maybe you want to have this kind of conversation for the first time my DMs are open. I'd love to to have it and to guide you and to 
invite people into this world to show them a new way that will just blow you away in the best possible way. Awesome. Well, I absolutely love this conversation. My cheeks hurt from smiling <laughs> so hard. That's that's when you know you have a great <laughs> podcast guest. So thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing your story. And it was such a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much. It's been epic. Thank you. Well, that just powered me and empowered the shit out of me. And I hope it did the same for you. I absolutely Love this conversation with Steph. Definitely go connect with her. And I hope you guys took something away from this amazing conversation. I know I am so pumped up and excited for all of the advice. I'm definitely going to take some of it and just strengthen my relationship with my fiance from it. So if you guys would like to connect with her, definitely do so. You know where to find me at My Naked Mindset on all of your social media. And tune in next week for another episode of My Naked Mindset. Bye!